In this episode of the Better Health Podcast, Didi Kumalo and Sivengezi come together to discuss the pressing issues of menstrual health, period poverty, and gender inequality. Uh, talking about menstrual health, I'm sure as soon as someone switched on the, you know, this particular episode, I'm sure they were like, why does he have a penis? I'm sure they're like, why? Why is he here? So um, I introduce myself. Uh, my name is Sivuile Ngesi. Um, everyone calls me Siv. Uh, I'm an actor. No, actually, I'm a multi-award winning actor, comedian, TV presenter, uh, producer. And I actually am a co-founder of a period poverty foundation called the Menstruation Foundation. Called Menstruation Foundation because two men created it and founded it. Uh, yeah, so that's why a man with a penis is talking about menstrual health and fighting period poverty. Oh, that's interesting, Siv. Lovely to meet you, by the way. Um, we are meeting for the first time today. Yes. Um, but I do think we're going to have a very engage, engaging um, conversation mm. and I'll probably learn something from you because I'm also quite interested to know why you have this menstruation um, what is it? Organization. Mm. It's very rare to find that men get involved in these mm. things. Usually it's us women advocating for women and the betterment um, of their lives. Mm. Anyways, my name is Didi Kumalo. I am an attorney. I'm a digital content creator. I'm also mom and a wife. And I have a very big heart um, for children and women. Mm. And also um, trying to see how I can play my part mm. in ensuring that their lives are more improved. Overachiever. <laughs> Overachiever. If you want to call it that, I'll you complain. Know, no, for me, I, I, I've always, I can remember being a young boy and being in assembly and then them making, they're going, okay, cool. All the boys, please leave. And all of the girls, please stay. Yeah. And I look back and that was the biggest mistake that society, I hope, is not doing. I wish I was in the room as that little boy and them going, this is the vagina this is the womb, this is the cervix, this is da da da, da, da and us having to learn. Because a lot of the times men only actually interact the period or menstruation when the girl's going, oh, I can't see you tonight, um, you know, I'm on my, on my period. Then the guy's like, oh, okay, I'll see you in uh, for, 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 for four days, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I remember that moment and me actually being very intrigued by what they're talking about. And no one ever taught me, mm. but I had sisters at home. So I can remember as a kid, my sister, like sometimes my sister would, would flush her tampon down the toilet and then it would come back, you know, like yes. I see this big thing of blood. I'm like, ah, but that was my daily life. But I wish someone gave me context and been in a safe environment where there was a girl next to me, a boy next to me, like, oh, Jill, what are they talking about over there? I think we missed the boat there. Yeah. So that's why for me, when people see this particular episode and they see a man sitting here, it's a bit jarring. Like, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure like we might even get a lot of slack for you being here because people are like, "What do you know about? What do you know about periods? What do you know? What do you know about period poverty?" And I agree with what you're saying. I think as society, we um, well, society has made a very big mistake in in and and we've played a huge role in in making um, menstruation a taboo because it still very much is a taboo even today. I remember like even just being in school when you would like blot on yourself um, and you weren't aware that you're going to be on your period. As soon as you realize that it happened, or as soon as another girl realizes that it happened, the first instinct is to quickly come and hide. <laughs> 
hide you and like try protect you. But why do we need to be protected Mm. from something that's biological and should be considered to be so normal Mm. by society? And I think it's our role now to step in and to have these conversations. I think platforms like this are so important for us to have these conversations and to normalize them. Um, Period poverty is still such a big thing in our society as well, which is another issue in itself. I mean, I recently um, took part in a Stay Free campaign and I was forced to reflect on when I started my first period. And so when I started my first period, I was 13 years old and I was obviously very confused because no one had ever spoken to me about being on my period. And worse, but I was actually 12. I'm lying. I was 12. And I remember because at that time I also had chicken pox and I woke up this one morning as if I wasn't going through hell already. I wake up in the morning and I see this like this dark black looking thing on my underwear and my first instinct was what is this and I was so fortunate that I had my mom at that time because I have quite a young mother Um, so conversations about periods and menstruation were not it wasn't a sensitive topic so she was able to actually sit me down and have a conversation with me about periods um, what it entails what it means um, and, and and basically telling me that I'm now stepping into womanhood and this is what the journey entails but the reality is that not not all girls have the opportunity to have these conversations with their parents, especially girls from underprivileged um, backgrounds, because it is still very much a taboo. And even if they do have parents who are willing to talk to them about these conversations, they often don't even have access to um, sanitary towels or or hygiene products that help them during this time of the month. So what about that goal? Because um, I believe that section, um, section 10 of our constitution entrenches the, um, the inherent right to dignity. But do, can we really say that the child from the poor background who doesn't have access to, to to period products or menstruation products, can we say that their dignity is being protected? Or the fact that they need to cut out a cloth and put it on their, on their underwear uh, and go to school like that during their periods or sometimes even miss school, can we then say that they, they get to enjoy this, this inherent right to dignity that is entrenched in our constitution for 28 years now? So for me, th- my mission is because I'm very competitive and I come from a sporting background, very competitive. And the mission for me is in the next three years to end period poverty in South Africa. It's my absolute mission and goal. Uh, and I think a lot of people, if you're watching this and you have no idea what period poverty is, it's, it's a term used that in South Africa, 22 million women bleed. 22 million. And out of those 22 million, eight women cannot afford sanitary pads. Out of those eight, four or in high school, or in university, right? But people don't realize that a lot of these young women are missing school because of this. Mm. Now, a lot of people think to themselves, ah, man, they're missing a couple of days here and there, but just work it out. Three to four days, times 12, times five. That's a lot. That is an absolute, they absolutely stand no chance to actually give back to the community, Mm. right? A lot of people don't understand that because people think about themselves, but actually should become a burden to the community, right? And then another level of it that people don't really think about is if she's walking around at home in her nighty every, every, every four, like every 28 days for four days, people, rapists, child traffickers are seeing this and they know, oh, let me come back in 28 days you know, mm. we can either rape her or we can either sell her. And people don't realize the extent of how this piece of, what did you call it? This, this Whatever it is, can save a life. Yes. It literally can save the trajectory of a, a young woman's life. Absolutely. And, and I believe if men bled once a month, sanitary pads would be free. I mean, contraceptives are free. So people like to make examples of condoms. Condoms are actually a bad example. Do you know why condoms are a bad example? Because condoms help two people. So... 
Condoms are not just helping the woman. They're Condoms helping are the helping the man well. and the woman. Pregnancy, STDs. So they're helping two people. And I think a lot of men listening to this won't realize the extent of the patriarchal system. Mm. And the thing about the patriarchal system, people always act like the patriarchal system only affects women. Bro, as a man, this system is robbing me. And I don't think people talk enough about yeah. that. Me not being able to engage. For example, a lot of my guy friends, I talk about my guy friends. So a lot of people, a lot, my guy friends don't know this, but if you are on a contraceptive, you're taking the morning pill, no, the, the pill, you're yes. on the pill. And you take antibiotics. It cancels out. It, the, yes. Men don't know this. They have no idea. They're like, I don't know how she felt pregnant. <laughs> now, if the system wasn't oppressing us as much as, I'm not saying it's oppressing as much as it is you guys, but those things we need to know. We need to learn those things. Or if, if you're a man, you're listening to this, and the lady says she's on her period twice in two weeks, she lying to you, dog. She doesn't want you. But she lying. She lying. Why did she lying? Because it happened. But because we're not educated about this particular topic that we should know. But like another crazy example. So I travel a lot. In Japan, they say women shouldn't make sushi. Really? Yeah. They say. Obviously, they're changing perceptions. Yes. Because they say their hands are warmer, and because they bleed and they're dirty. But can't make food for the people that she's selling to, but she can go home and make food for the kids. For her family, yeah. In, in a lot of Indian cultures, they're like, women can't go pray when they're menstruating, right? Because they're un considered to be unclean yeah. during oh, that time of the month. They can go and pray to the god of fertility, oh, but there's no... Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. There's no fertility without menstruation. That's utter bullshit. Mm. That's a swear word on purpose. They must bleep it because it's absolute nonsense that we do these kind of things that have been normalized in society. One more thing before I... Uh, have you noticed that in period commercials, the blood is blue? Do you know why? It's for men. Oh, are they trying to make men feel comfortable? Yes, not squeamish. You know what I mean? Oh, in the period. And I mean, it's blood. We've, watched, we've been watching rugby the whole week. Uh, I mean, it's the uh, World Rambo. Cup now. Men are bleeding. Uh, and it's, 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 it seems so normal. And yet when we're on our periods, there's something wrong with Soccer us. Soccer World Cup. They had a guy wearing a, a tampon up his nose. And it, but that tampon was fine when it was sucking blood out of a man's nose. But it's not fine when it's sucking blood out of a, an incredible creation that brings life. I should have been in that hall when they were teaching young girls about the periods in their bodies. Yeah. That's where society failed us. No, I absolutely agree. And Siv, you also made mention that so many girls have to miss school and the amount of school that they need to miss when they're on their periods, which is, it's quite sad. I mean, I'll give an example. I was watching Sia Kulisi's um, documentary the other day. Um, I decided to rewatch it. And he speaks about, I mean, he comes from a very, very impoverished background. Um, like he grew up in poverty. And he mentions how some days he went to bed without food and the only meal he got. Sugar water. Yes, was sugar water or the the, the sandwich, the mm. peanut butter and jam sandwich mm. that he received received at school. And even in that, imagine if Sia was a girl yeah. and he not only had to fight poverty and hunger, but also had to fight period poverty. Because then if a person has to choose between food and buying sanitary towels or buying hygienic products, what is it that they're going to choose? It's the meal. But also Sia was able to escape his poverty because of sport. 
because he wasn't on his period, because he didn't have to miss school, he was able to go to school. He was able to play sports and reach his fullest potential. What about the girl who can't, who can't go to school? The girl who has to miss school or has to miss sports practice or can't even participate in sports because they feel that, like, I can't, um, I'm, I'm not protected enough down there, so I can't participate. What about that girl who is the answer to her family's poverty through sports but can't even reach or excel and reach her fullest potential because she can't go to school due lost to poverty? Potential. Yes, that's lost potential, which is so, so sad. And I think our government truly needs to do better. I mean, in 1990, I think 1996, Nelson Mandela was giving a speech during um, Women's Day and he said that if women continue to be looked down upon and not protected, then the right, um, human rights basically they, they lose their substance, which is so true. So for me, I think we've spoken about what is definitely going wrong, uh, but let's, let's look at some answers. So at the moment, in my particular charity, it was called the Menstruation Foundation. We're at the moment distributing half a million sanitary pads to young women across the country. Uh, we have about 50-odd thousand women in our books. Uh, we have about 100 machines, uh, which are like vending machines. And I'm opening up my own factory in... Um, in February. That's amazing. This game will be competition. <laughs> You're going to cut that part out. Um, so one thing about, for me, what I realize is there's a lot of corruption in this particular sector. And it's not government corruption necessarily. It's money's going to school. Like, you know how there's certain things they need to meet. Like, yeah. it's sustain they need to make sure they, they take the, the, the tick boxes when it comes to sustainab sustainability and BEE and all these mm. things. And I think contributing to period poverty needs to be one of the requirements to be compliant from a corporate perspective as well. I think it's a great step and they do have the money, they do have the resources. Um, they just need to be channeled to important issues such as per period poverty. So, so you're a woman. I I'm nowhere close to a woman. Um, I've never bled in my life. Um, let's talk about menstrual health. Um, let's talk about that because I have, so when it comes to that, I know nothing mm. about menstrual health. Uh, I have a best girlfriend. Um, she tells me everything. I learned everything about pro pro probiotics. And I learned a lot of things from her. What's the kind of best advice you can give young women about menstrual health in general? Okay. When I say I know nothing, I mean, I know nothing compared to you. <laughs> um, so I'm, I hope I'm understanding your question. But I think one of the most important things when it comes to menstrual health is to ensure that you're changing your your, whether it's your pad or a temp tampon regularly, like let's say after every three or four hours, which is difficult for the girl who can't even afford one pad, um, you know, but it's something we're trying to work towards, right, as society. But for those that do have access, um, it's so important to change it um, regularly. It's important even just for your pH level to ensure that you're not having any infections and just for, for general um, well-being and cleanliness. Uh, one of my very, one of my friends uh, actually left a tampon inside for too long a few days did it get stuck uh, inside no she forgot about it Johnny um, she forgot about it because what happened is she usually uses a cup oh right? I see and then she went she was traveling then obviously then used the tampon the last few days and then obviously it got lit got drunk and then forgot about it and then only a couple of days later she was like hey what's that smell and then she had to go on antibiotics um, and it was quite crazy. Yeah, because I'm assuming it could have been caused like a yeast infection yeah, yeah. or any type Cystic, of infection. Shock yeah. or something. So yeah. it, it's interesting. Actually, these are the things that all men, should, we should know these things. We should, we should know these things. We should be educated about these things. And I think another thing about us men, we don't have a culture of checking. 
You know what I mean? Like the thought of having a guy put his two fingers at my bum is still quite triggering. Um, uh, but us men don't, and a lot of men end up dying from things that they didn't have to die from. Um, on any given day, more than 800 million women and girls go through menstruation. They're on their periods, they're menstruating, and they need access to, to sanitary towels and pads. Yet, talking about menstruation is still such a big taboo in our society. We're still made to feel like it's a bad thing. We're still made to go behind um, men's backs to say to my friend, oh, I'm on my period. Do you have a tampon for me or do you have a pad for me? And for me, it's crazy. Like, why is something that happens to so many women, something that's a natural biological process, it's so natural, it's normal, it's honestly so normal, yet people don't speak enough about it or people make it seem like, it's bad to talk about it or to, to even share about it. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can enlighten me or share what you think about this and why maybe amongst your peers. Is, is that a normal thing? I mean, you're involved, but have you come across men who are not as informed as you are? And why is it that it's still such a bad thing to be on your period? I think I blame, I blame women. I blame men. I blame media. I blame the principal at the school who kicked us out of the hall when we should have stayed. Uh, it should have been everyday knowledge. We should have spoken about it in everyday culture. Uh, I, I just think it's society's fault. And we're a part of society and no one was to take ownership of it. You know what I mean? Like even now when you when you go to the, you know, the, 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 the sanitary pad section it's like a, it's an own little thing there i just think it's got to be more open and honest and, and we got to challenge the, the the it's it's isn't it crazy that there are certain things that were were normal many years ago that are not normal now you know what i mean like s things that you could say then but you can't say now mm. but why isn't the pad i mean people can easily talk about sex now yes you know what i mean like like even now like um the one of our rugby players was accused of racism everyone's like oh no <laughs> never 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 you know what i mean like but no one's addressing the hard topics the mm. topic about menstruation and it shouldn't be hard i want to live in a country and in a world where the blood on a sanitary pad commercial is red. Mm. That's the kind of thing I want to talk about. I want to have cartoons when in the cartoon, the Mickey Mouse is like, hey, leave me alone, I'm on my period. No, we need to address it in there. We need to address it in the movies. Mm. Uh, when have you ever seen in a film, they're about to go upstairs, ding dong, and the girl goes, unfortunately, you just have to come upstairs for coffee and kiss because <laughs> I'm on my, my period. period. <laughs> <laughs> Never! No, you hear, dum dum, then you know the action is happening. Yes. You know what I mean? Or in, in, in films, when have you ever seen the guy whip out a condom? Like, or usually they go upstairs, you don't see a, and that awkward, mm. this way, this way, <laughs> this way, this way, this way. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it, it, it's these little things that we don't show in society because a lot of times the people who are editing, are men. The people at the top, executives, are men. When it goes to final check, the guy at the top goes, ah, ah it's a bit too much. Please cut it out. Yeah, kind of thing, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think the content needs to be able to show because now the content's talking about, for example, if you walk around the street right now and you ask a hundred men, what does consent mean? <laughs> Do you think they'll be able to tell no, what consent is? absolutely not. In 2023, the word consent isn't something that people fully, absolutely understand. Serve, you go into a lot of public bathrooms or even now, I think now in schools mm. now, which is crazy, and you find free condoms. Mm. Why can't I walk into a public bathroom or into a high school and find sanitary towels in the toilets? Because South Africans will abuse, steal. One person will go in there and take every bit of it. That system will not work in this country. Let's be honest. We know how South Africans are. Uh, they will 
absolutely abuse it. I just came from Amsterdam, and in Amsterdam, they have a little bowl, a little bowl, and you can have free sanitary pads, free tampons, and they're always just chilling there. So what's the solution? I think the solution is... Because we do need access we, to free pads. Yes, we do. But there needs to be a different way of distributing them, right? So some of the, the, the system that we use is that you have to sign and get a coupon and then you put it in, right? But or we have to get to the point of flooding the market with free sanitary pads so much that, that people it loses don't, value. Don't need to, don't yes. feel the need to steal yeah, it. It needs to lose value. The woman always like, ah, we're not better. I, and I said to the woman there, we have tried the system. It always gets abused. We, we, we've tested it continuously. You will go there, you'll put it down. One person will go in, they'll take the whole lot. But in schools, it's quite easy. We know that girls go on their periods once a month. Mm-hmm. Why can't schools have those pads? And at the start of each month, each girl gets one packet of pads or not, two packets it's of not pads. every girl needs it. But those who need it. So that's what I just told you. Those who need it. Because the girls are able to say... Oh, have a list. Mm-hmm. Let them sign up. No, you know, but now, you, now you're just talking about my system now. This is, that's, that's my, now, you, now you're regurgitating my system of my... But I'm saying then, let's take your system to the schools. What are you doing to take the system okay. to so, schools in South Africa? So what's happening now, right, is that we have a system that each a corporate, because someone needs to pay for it, a corporate will fund a vending machine, right? They'll go to the school. A girl, if she wants a sanitary pad, she'll go to the lady at the office who has the book. She'll sign for a coupon because we need to record the girl's name and be able to see that what's happening with her, we don't lose her in the system. She puts it in the vending machine. That is the only way it can happen. The only way you can distribute it with dignity. Any other way to be handing girls sanitary pads to their hands, that is a no-no. That is that is that takes away their dignity. What needs to be done, they need to be able to But that you saying that takes away their dignity, does it not go back to the issue of stigma that we just spoke Agreed, about? But that is a societal thing that needs to change, right? But what I in my charity I always say, I never want anyone to hand a pad towards a girl. She needs it needs to be her choice to be able to go to the toilet and go, I want one. You know what I mean? It's choice. It's the same as I hate food parcels. I hate people handing them and going, here, picture, here. I think that's absolute nonsense. It's absolute nonsense and mm. I always push against it. We have to change the stigmas. We definitely do. Agreed. But I don't think, I think it, will, it needs to be a girl's choice how she gets the sanitary pad. And I think, I would love to th- that we get to the position that you can put a bowl of sanitary pads in a bathroom. And... Mm. <laughs> so even condoms even condoms when is the last time you ever saw condoms in a bathroom and it's available and it hasn't been taken all of them we blow the balloons <laughs> we play around no you've got a point but um, listen just enlighten me how many like where which areas currently are you guys visible and so where, where do so we get have uh, Lesotho all over South Africa Joburg Western Cape Eastern Cape uh, Botswana Mozambique we have all we want to go through all of Africa but we need corporates to get involved mm. but we just got our final funding to build our factory um, going to China in December to uh, green tick the, the machine and we're opening up my factory in February Okay, that's great. So proud of you, by the way. I think I can commend you. Um, it's 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 people like you and and organizations like Diskim that are making such a huge difference when it comes to period poverty. And I think a lot more of us need to come on board and see what difference we can make. It, it will really go a long way. My goal is to have, uh, you know those containers, the spaza shops, is have sanitary pad spaza shops, just sanitary pads, mm. woman-owned in every single township across the country. And a young girl can come in one rand, she can get a packet of three, four, five, or to get to the point where she can just come in, sign and get a packet for free. Yeah. So I think ultimately the most important thing 
if we want to see change, is that government, corporates, and society as a whole needs to collaborate and work together to find a way forward, to put systems in place that will ensure that there's so much influx of access to free pads that people or underprivileged people or people with no access don't feel like it's unattainable. We need to get to that point as a society. And I do think it's highly possible. No, agreed. agreed. We, we've got to, I think everyone needs to get their hands dirty. But I think a lot of South Africans don't even know that we have a period poverty, poverty. issue. Mm. And we need to find a way to educate the masses and the society that we have a problem where we need to get involved. And, and people need to get involved. Do you know if every woman who can afford a sanitary pad could buy one extra period poverty is over? Okay, let's, let's take it simple. Now we've gotten some high, some low. If the, this is a young lady, her mom's not teaching her anything. What is the difference between a tampon, a sanitary pad, a menstrual cup, or a reusable panty? Okay, so um, a sanitary towel, which is, I think, what most people use or most people start off, is literally a pad. It's literally a towel. It's almost like almost this size. There's, it comes in different sizes, actually, depending on your flow. But you literally just lay it on your underwear and you wear it. And as soon as your blood starts to leak, it goes onto the sanitary towel and it stops you. It's, it's like basically a cushioning that stops you from messing on your underwear. And then you get the tampon, which is... It's this shape. I don't know what this shape like is Like a called. bullet. Yes, basically a is bullet. A bullet? Yes. a bullet that goes up into your vagina and it will stop hmm. you from bleeding, like hmm. bleeding out. And the nice thing about a tampon, not many people like tampons, but the, the biggest issue is that not a lot of people also, not, let me not say a lot of people in generalize, but some people don't know how to ap applicate it properly. So because of that, they think it's uncomfortable. But when you wear it properly, it's very comfortable, it's very secure, and it prevents you from um, bleeding on yourself. Um, so I think it's, um, I don't know, I can't really speak on the stats, but for me personally, I enjoy a tampon more because then I don't have to deal with um, feeling the feeling of being wet mm. um, or the feeling of being a bit soggy. And then we've got menstrual cups now. I've never used them, but you can probably tell us more about menstrual cups. because So menstrual cups, about 250, 250 rand. You can use them from years. Uh, you just have to wash them. You actually, you can fold them and then put them in and they open up and they collect the thing and there's like a, a shot of blood. Um, I've actually seen them. My best friend uses them. And then once she was like, you want to see it? And I was like, okay, cool. It's it's an interesting looking thing. It's like mm. a shot of blood and then you pour it out. And, and then you just clean up the, yeah, the container. And then we clean it out. But that's a problem. We need running water. And then we have another one that we use with our charity, reusable panties. I've heard about um, those are quite yeah. nude right now. Yeah, they, they, some girls like it, some of them don't. Mm. But you have to have a, a, a few of them and take them off. Yes, and, and put be able them back to change on. it, wash it and mm. wear the next one. But if I was a young 13-year-old in the school hall learning this, and I'm now 37. Could you could you imagine how much better off I would be? So I would I would know so much more. Yeah. I think society needs to be open to men being able to educate, be educated, and to learn. Well, that was a very good conversation. I really believe that South Africans should have this conversation: women, men, and children. And hopefully, when your son is old one day, he will not leave the assembly when they have to speak to the woman. But we do have a professional because we're not professionals. Yeah. We have Dr. Hasim. Who's going to say a couple of words. Thank you to Seven DD for bringing up a most important conversation. But first, before we go on, we need to normalize what normal menstruation is. It's a natural biological process that every woman encounters. It is important to have a normal menstruation because it prepares the body for the next pregnancy. And if a pregnancy doesn't go through, 
then the lining gets shed and then the body prepares for the next encounter for a pregnancy. It's important for us to go through a few points to eradicate period poverty. Number one, we need to start with the conversations. The conversations and education empowerment needs to begin in the home. Families need to be part of the menstrual cycle uh, discussions as well as we need to include boys and girls in this topic and include these in curriculums in the schools. It should become mandatory for both boys and girls to go through these curriculums. The second point would be to demystify the taboos around the menstrual cycle and women that are having their menses. In certain cultures and certain countries, women are often put in a corner and are not allowed to cook, not allowed to be in certain places, in places of worship. We need to demystify this entire concept of barring women in society because they are on their menses. Third point would be to look at the cost of these sanitary products. These sanitary products are not luxuries. They are a necessity. It is critical that global policies include menstrual products and sanitary wear for women and young ladies so that they have full access to it. These are necessities and not luxuries. The health and safety of women are often questionable when it comes to sanitary products. Young women are having to have transactional sex just to obtain sanitary products. And this leads to young girls leaving school. It leads to young women not being able to complete their education, having unplanned pregnancies, and also embarking in risky behavior. So menstruation is directly linked to dignity. Women should also have the choice to choose which products they would like to use. There are a whole host of menstrual products that are available and certain products are only for certain areas. For example, if there are women that are living in an area where they don't have access to water or um, areas where they can wash their menstrual panties, those women should have a choice of having to opt for either a menstrual cup or other options that are available. It should not be that they are handed out sanitary products that other people feel that they should be using. Instead, they should be able to have a choice as to what product they would like to use. Without the affordability to purchase these products, women are often at risk of infections. Traditionally, women use newspapers, um, toilet roll, grass, leaves to even control their cycles. And this brings in a lot of pelvic floor infections and that can affect their longevity, their um, fertility and put them at risk of HIV. So it is very important that we educate our women and our men with regards to the different menstrual products that are available. It's important for us to all stand up together. Period poverty can be eradicated. Period poverty is not just a problem. It's a public health issue and it can be eradicated quite easily. It's a simple problem with a simple solution. It's all up to us to get together and eradicate this problem. We need to rise up and uphold the dignity of our communities and our women. If each one of us contribute to period poverty, we can eradicate this mass pandemic.